Welcome to Meta Moments, episode 15. We are here between uh, between week one and week two. So all of week one is over. We're now in the, the period of time where you can lock or you can make changes before you lock your roster. So, well, first of all, if you're not, if you're listening to the show for the first time, we look at a bit of a snapshot, 24 to 48 hours, uh, mostly GAC focused, but a little bit of TW in there now and then. Um, and sort of shortish, less than 10 minutes of my goal. So anyway, today we're talking about, like I said, this sort of lock period where you have a chance to make changes to your roster. So because of that, um, that's what we're going to focus on is things that you can change, mods, data crons, whatever, um, in this lock period. Some people have the ability to look at GAC history data. Like usually it comes out four or five hours before the lock period is over. For me, that's the middle of my night, um, so I don't have that opportunity. But tomorrow, in the sort of monthly meta minute, not meta moments, but meta minute, where we talk about sort of summation of the first week focused on teams in particular, what really performed well, what didn't, et cetera, et cetera. So that, that's tomorrow. Um, today, we're just talking about um, things you can do in the downtime between seasons to prepare for next week, maybe do a little tweaks, adjustments, et cetera, et cetera. So let's get started. Um, datacrons are really where I want to start. Uh, so as part of the change now where the uh, data cache and reroll materials are in the shop and refreshed every six hours. Hopefully you have probably not, you know, a full round, but like you have a few more or like a full 30 is what I mean. I doubt many people have 30 data crowns of set 10. Maybe some do, but hopefully you have, you know, a few level nines or however many you've built up to whatever level. And then you have quite a few more um, non-level nines that you can build up over the course of the next few or the next couple weeks until Conquest opens again. Um, because uh, you still can get data cache, so you didn't need to worry about farming that so much. You can still buy data crumbs also if you want. They're a bit expensive. I, I personally wouldn't buy them. Maybe, you know, at the very beginning of a new set, um, but not now. Um, but you can still buy all of the other materials to level up and more for me at least I'm focusing on the rerolls more than the leveling up. I'm not buying any leveling up materials, but I do have quite a few. I have more leveling up materials than I have cash, data cash, um, because I was just farming node 4 primarily. Um, so I'll be buying from the shop the reroll materials and the data cash and then throughout the next couple of weeks just leveling up the data crumbs or trying to perfect the ones I have especially like now, um, where I am going to focus on re-rolling the level threes. Yep, before I get them to level nine, I stop at level three, and especially for the, the new data crumbs I have. Um, I'm re-rolling those basically twice, total of 20 each, um, for the speed up level three. Now, is this the best way to manage a data crumb? No, not if you're taking your data crown to level nine. But if you're not taking your data crown to level nine and you're just going for the level three or maybe a certain level six, 
This is not a bad way to do it because you're not going to be re-rolling the stats. You can't re-roll stats until you get to level 9. So for me, going to level 3, there's some of these 8 crowns that are not going to go all the way to level 9, so I don't care about the stats. I just want the good level 3. And then I'll take it up to level 6 or level 7 or 8, maybe, depending on how much data cache I have. Uh, but I think that's very valuable to do in the downtime to make sure you have good level 3s. It's crazy how many people, myself included, are running out of the dark side datacrons. And for me, that means I need to put a few more dark side teams on defense, or excuse me, light side teams on defense so I can save the dark side datacrons. Um, I'm definitely tweaking my, well, every week I change my defense, basically. So I leave it the same almost all of the time throughout the week. Like last week, I didn't make any changes. And this week, I'll be making some changes to give myself some more dark side datacrons for offense because I ran out every day, basically. But I still was able to do the fights. I, well, no, I would say each, each, each week, each match, there was at least one fight where I didn't do it because I didn't have a datacron or I took in a comp slightly different than the one I wanted because of the datacron available. Um, yeah, let's see. Mods, again, I would say the most important thing to do during downtime, maybe you are going to start using, you know, Captain Rex or Nisa or something. Whether you're... Nisa I would not use unless she was 7 star, but Captain Rex you probably can use without being 7 star. Definitely missing out on all the cool um, set 10 Datacron stuff, but you still could use him if you give him the Omicron especially. Um, man, he does really well. Like uh, I was very impressed seeing a fives, fives and Echo, like the original Echo, not Bad Batch Echo, because they have some synergy, the two of them, Fives and Echo, built into their kit. Uh, Fives and Echo with Captain Rex. Fantastic team. Um, that's amazing how good that team is. Lots of little tricky teams. Asajj and Entress, um, Spirit and Zombie. This is with a set nine set, but um, also a very good team. Uh, yeah, so talking a little bit about mods and datacrons and things you can do. One thing that I did notice that's very interesting for the last few seasons, but for some reason, I think because of the imbalance in power between these two datacron sets, I especially noticed this first week, a lot of people are two-shotting things that they don't need to two-shot, in 3v3 especially. And by when I say don't need, I mean you can tell that they, because they haven't done the counter before, they're, they're not willing to try something new out, maybe? I think that's part of it. So they'll try something old that they know is not going to work, but will get down you know, the sides or something like that, instead of trying something new that, if you think about the kit, is probably going to work. So there's a bunch of two shots where two shots don't need to happen. Or they're maybe even more than the technical part of the counter. They don't change up their attack and defense squads. So they'll two-shot with, um, what's a good example, right? They'll, they'll two-shot with JML and then Fennet against the Lord Hater team, instead of just taking an SLKR. 
you know, in most Vader teams, you can use SLKR um, with some selection of sides and win. Interesting. I, I have to think of a way to, to describe that more clearly and be able to analyze the metrics a bit more, but I, I've seen that quite a few times. Um, modding, what's another modding thing? Oh yeah, some modding is interesting. You know, JML or Bastila, JML and Watt, a very strong team. Most people though have protection, protection speed mods on them because that's how you normally run JML lead teams. Um, but in this particular setup, you really want health mods, health, 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 health. And that can make it like, if you have health mods, it's very unlikely that C in any setup or playstyle is going to beat you, for instance. Um, so that might be some useful mod change to do in, in threes if you are a big fan of the Bastilla JML Watt team, which is quite good. Um, I was very surprised, I saw this a few times, Jedi Cal, a fantastic character, I think most people have him modded for offense, but you can actually mod him for tanky, um, and can do really well with him. You don't need to run him in an all Jedi team, he's sort of like a, um, like a Darth Nihilus or a Malak character or something, especially with his, his uh, set 10, level 9 where he gets the 15 stacks at the beginning of the fight, he gets to his Annihilate so quickly, and there's nothing in his kit that requires him to be under a Jedi lead. He gives bonuses and is unique to other Jedis, um, but not amazing ones against certain teams, like it's anti-fear, basically. Against, you know, Darth, Darth Revan or something, it's nice, but doesn't need to be in an all-Jedi team. Interesting little tech. Um... Let's see, besides that, other little modding. Oh yeah, Tuscans. People still have offense mods on their Tuscans. It's not bad for the radar raider radar. Matt the radar technician. For the Raider team, the Tuscan Raider team, DPS mods are good there. But for Chieftain and Warrior in particular, and whoever you run as a third, probably old Boba in that team. Because they're built on momentum for Chieftain's team, it's all built around momentum. You want them to be tanky. They do stuff based on momentum, and if they get blown up in the beginning of the fight, they won't do anything. So make them tanky. Warriors should be tanky. Chieftain should be tanky. Chieftain should be fast, but warrior should be decently fast and tanky. He doesn't need DPS mods. That's about it. Almost 11 minutes, a little bit longer than I intended. Good luck. 60 those mods, re-roll your datacrons, take advantage of that. And good luck in your preparations for week two. Cheers.